0: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. Welcome to the Tuesday, November 2nd edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherBarkway.com. and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at L-O underscore F-L-A Panthers, and thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. You could also follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League.
0: So the Florida Panthers, they did in fact return to practice yesterday,
1: and I don't want to read too much into certain players, missing practice, taking time off, maintenance days, etc. But I will tell you who was, in fact, not present at practice today. Also, um, before practice even started, before I get to it, Sergey Bobrovsky was on the ice 25 minutes uh, before practice uh, started working with uh, Rob Tallis at the the den up in uh, Coral Springs. And Andrew Burnett, he had the opportunity to conduct his first practice as the Florida Panthers head coach. You know, as Coach Quenville resigned his position with the team, the Florida Panthers had a back-to-back where they beat Detroit in overtime and then lost to Boston in a shootout just the other day. A lot of Things also happened in between then, uh, as far as the hockey side of things, where Anton Lindell was placed on IR. Joe Thornton was also placed on IR as well. And a few Florida Panthers were not at practice yesterday: Aaron Ekblad, Sam Bennett, Radko Gudis, Marcus Nuñez, who's just got activated to the active roster just the other day, and. Even though Olio Levy is on IR, he's he wasn't on the ice neither. And as well as Spencer Knight. But here's the thing. The Florida Panthers have four days off in between games between their shootout loss against the Boston Bruins on Saturday and Thursday night's game against the Washington Capitals where Alex Ovechkin and company will be Coming to Sunrise Florida. And Anton Lundell is another player as well who was not on the ice for the Florida Panthers. Uh, And here's one other thing about Lundell's status as he is on injured reserve is that his designation on IR was retroactive to the last time he played. And I'm looking this up as we speak of when he went on IR officially retro. Looks like that because the announcement was on Friday to when Anton Lindell was placed on injured reserve. I mean... Still off to a great start regardless of where he's averaging a point a game uh, during his uh, short time with the Florida Panthers. And his last game that he played was the 23rd of October against the Philadelphia Flyers. And when he was a scratch against the Arizona Coyotes on that Monday game, was thinking that it was just a maintenance day and a game to take off because. The fact that they were playing a rebuilding Arizona Coyotes team, and it was just a, a nick that he was and a little bit banged up, and he would be just maybe one game or maybe two, but it was retroactive to that game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Of course, opened up an opportunity for Marcus Nudavara to be activated on the roster, and then Zach Delpy when Joe Thornton was placed on injured reserve as well so but there's a chance that lundell could return to action this week against the washington capitals as well as sam bennett sam bennett is another um guy who was day-to-day he's not on ir he's uh still on the active roster and the florida panthers could also have sam bennett and right now Despite all the things that are going on off the ice, the bottom six depth for the Florida Panthers is hurting at this point in time, with Noel Chari still hasn't made his season debut. If you remember, Noel Chari got injured on that scrum in Orlando on the 5th of October, where that was the game, the preseason game, where there was 90 plus minutes of penalty minutes got Injured in that scrum with Pat Maroon, Corey Perry, and George Thornton's out, Lindell is out, but Lindell could be returning very soon. And it's going to do a bunch of mixing and matching. But as far as a lot of the other players on the team, it's going to maybe give an opportunity for Sam Reinhart to go back to uh, center for maybe a few shifts or two, or maybe even a game, a whole game. And as far as the Panthers are concerned, immediately after Saturday night's game, Zach Delpy and Chase Brisky were sent back down to AHL Charlotte. So, no corresponding move was announced at that time. So, and they don't have to make a corresponding move immediately because they don't have a game until. Thursday, but this gives me a little bit of optimism that number one, Sam Bennett could be back in action. Number two, that Lundell could possibly be back in action. But you got to give credit to a player like Etu Listerine, uh, who scored a goal on a deflection in
0: Friday's win against the Detroit Red Wings. And though the Florida Panthers
1: didn't get a win on Saturday night against the Boston Bruins they they were still able to show that they can go up against one of their division rivals who they beat 4-1 earlier in the week converted on one their one and only power play which the power play has come alive and they went almost a full week before giving up a power play goal on the other end they almost went a full week without giving up a power play goal and they were on a 20 of 21 run on the peak end they were dominating the faceoff circle too on saturday so that was going to be a little bit of a struggle on the center depth especially on the on the in the dot so chances are that there they could have those pieces back in sam bennett and anton lindell we will continue to monitor that as we as we go later into the week but. It's a good thing after everything that's happened to the Florida Panthers off the ice that these, that the this team gets that needed emotional rest from everything. And th- this I don't think this is going to ruin the momentum of the team, neither, with how great they're going. But as far as Andrew Burnett and as far as the rest of the players and the coaching staff, they're going to continue to... Just know that they are still a very talented team and that they're still going to go out there and try to win hockey games. And speaking of Andrew Burnett, we are going to talk about more of Andrew Burnett and what he brings to the table more in the next segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Your first listen of the day. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch all the games live? Another that lets you stream your favorite shows? You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by packet. Second segment here on the Locked Florida Panthers podcast. and. Andrew Burnett is a guy that I haven't touched too much on based on when the news came out of when I recorded the Joe Quenville resignation to my conversation with Frank Rikus, We mostly talked about how the Florida Panthers responded after the fact, but Andrew Burnett, in a tough spot, he... But he does bring the experience. We talked a little bit about 1,100 games, an assistant coach with Minnesota and a front office role with Minnesota. Served a few years as an assistant coach under Coach Q when he was here, and made sense as a guy that you bring within, promote from within in your franchise to oversee everything instead of someone bringing in from the outside. But there's all also. The rumors of John Tortorella, who some of the players don't necessarily get along with from their time in Columbus. Bruce Boudreaux, who had some experience um, with the Minnesota Wild, along with time in uh, Anaheim as well, and Washington. And there's also a Stanley Cup champion in Claude Julien, who won with his time in 2010, with Boston, and there was also Mike Babcock, who Mike Babcock has been, um, has kind of created some toxic work environments during his time in Detroit and Toronto, and was fired during a six-game losing streak there, and he was accused. It's an accusation, but um, accused of fostering a toxic work environment um david quinn's another one uh who was um i thought he was unreasonably fired by the new york rangers but uh james dolan as you know if you know him as an owner uh, he's kind of an impatient owner and if you're a south florida sports fan you know about impatient owners especially on the football side of things but as far as the hockey side of things uh New York is definitely a ownership group that is definitely uh, a little impatient when it comes to their ownership. And there's also Rick Tockett for the NHL on TNT. And it seemed inevitable for Rick Tockett to be fired, um, even though the Arizona Coyotes didn't blow it completely up in last season. Though, even if he was around, And they blew it up, and stuck. Um, Rick Toccat stuck around. He was going to be in a lose-lose situation. But here's the thing: we saw
0: this in Montreal just last year
1: when Claude Julien was fired by the Canadians. That even though in the regular season the Canadians didn't really go on too much of a run with Dominic Ducharme uh, taking over as the interim, that they went on that run in the playoffs that kind of saved Ducharme's job and kept him as the permanent coach of Montreal. And I'm thinking that if Andrew Burnett does kind of what Dominic Ducharme did in Montreal go on a little bit of a run. Uh this team has a little bit of a streak going to start the season. I mean nine games in and they have a point in every game, only losing one and the one game you lose is a shootout. And you know how shootouts can go either way, weird bounces of the of the puck and (laughs) I mean if I were if I were taking an attempt at a shootout, you never know which way a player's going. You never know the and how and how the puck bounces, neither. so there's some luck that involves in a shootout too, so I don't make too much of the cats losing their one and only game in a shootout so i'm not I'm not gonna read in too much of a shootout loss,
0: but the the this team hasn't gone on a big losing streak and
1: the interim coach Andrew Burnett does deserve a chance he does deserve a chance to prove himself I think if it's obviously if the Florida Panthers go into round one with these many expectations even without coach Q in the mix there's still expectations that if they get like swept in the first round then of course you have to go and search elsewhere but if you go on a big winning streak as well as keep the team afloat and as well as win a round more importantly a thing that the monkey the monkey that's currently on the Florida Panthers is back right now that's re- that's really what it comes down to it the monkeys currently on the Panthers is back right now with no playoff wins since 96 and like i said you win that one round, you have that belief that you can go further and further and further and have and catch that lightning in the bottle. Again, let's refer to last year's Montreal Canadiens, who, with this current team of the Montreal Canadiens, we can't be surprised that they are where they are based on how many pieces they lost from last season. And weirdly, Cole Caulfield has been sent down to the minors, which doesn't make sense to me. And he's not the root of all their problems, but that's neither here nor there. But the Florida Panthers, you have just have to
0: tread water. And Andrew Burnett, we can judge
1: later on into the season based on managing time on ice, managing lines as well. How does he combine his lines based on uh, working on a player's strength? I mean, we saw just after one game... I, two games excuse me, that Duclair was back on the first line after working well and scoring in in bunches early on. And raise your hand if you thought Anthony Duclair was gonna lead the Florida Panthers in goals uh this season. Put your hand down because I didn't. <laughs> no, uh, he, and he was and Anthony Duclair was having a hard time last year at the beginning, uh finishing his uh breakaways as well and had a lot of assists but didn't really uh, finish a lot on his breakaways, and he's finishing. He's finishing a lot, and he found a home, and he's the leading scorer currently in in goals for the Cats, so great to see, and I hope that I hope that if Andrew Burnett recognizes that, that he will keep something going, and he won't be afraid to make that adjustment, adjustment, and especially in between periods, and that's one thing I'm hoping, and through two games, we can't Totally
0: judge because two games is not even 10% of your season. So we will
1: reevaluate more as the season goes on for sure uh, on Andrew Burnett on whether he is making a case to stay or making a case to for the front office to search elsewhere for next year and beyond. In the next segment, we're going to touch on the press conference that the commissioner, Gary Bettman, and deputy commissioner, Bill Daly had with the media today ahead of the Chicago Blackhawks investigation. So keep it right here on your first listen of the day. Locked on, Panthers. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football to basketball, boxing to hockey, right to your favorite food, Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 20, season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Betonline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And more news in relation to
0: Kyle Beach. Joel Quenville, and everything
1: related to the Chicago Blackhawks investigation. And Gary Bettman, on Monday around 1 p.m., met with the media to discuss further everything that had happened with the investigation and what they had to say on everything. He was asked about Joel Quenville and his uh, involvement in the investigation and him coaching on Wednesday night, saying how he did not want to prejudge Joel Quenville and let due process do its thing. And
0: part of me is like, he's a lawyer. He's doing lawyer things. But I'm sorry. Once again, the fact that you had this
1: guy behind the bench and. You could have let him rest for a day. Rest is the wrong word, but be out for a day. Have this meeting. And if some way, somehow, after Kyle Beach came public, and if anything was proven to be not true with that interview with Kyle Beach and Rick Wested, and we'll get to Rick Wested. In a little bit, and anything that was in the investigation report that could have kept Coach Q's job, then it would have justified it. But the fact is, there was nothing
0: that proved that Coach Q
1: didn't know about it. So, everything that was said was that there was big involvement with Coach Q, and the commissioner and deputy commissioner Bill Daly also are just in major defense mode just trying to defend themselves and not take any accountability for any of that and they talked about a sex abuse policy by the way the NHL also does not have a domestic violence policy in their CBA so they Gary Bettman talked about, oh, we don't tolerate sexual abuse. So that's our policy, but it's not in writing. That's the problem. And that's another issue that continues to happen with this league that just continues to shoot themselves in the foot, circling around their words too, and continuing to try to justify that they weren't in the wrong of all this
0: and Rick Wested
1: tried to ask questions as well and the NHL was doing everything they could have to avoid Rick Wested asking any questions until TSN's Pierre Lebrun had to step in and talk and ask them why aren't they answering any questions to Rick Wested? And the, the commissioner's not stupid. Bill Daley's not stupid neither. They know that Rick Wested is deeply involved with the personal side of things with Kyle Beach and everything in between. So they were purposely trying to avoid all this. Another question that came up was the Chicago Blackhawks being fined $2 million. Versus what the New Jersey Devils were fined with cap circumvention, and Arizona losing money along with draft picks for um, doing stuff at the combine two years ago and being caught. But and then he tries to deflect that, saying different story, different context, different circumstances. Come on, come on, Mister Batman, you are just avoiding the issue at hand and the NHL's avoidance of this issue and tackling it straight on is unfortunately going to be a reason that this could happen again and they're more worried about defending their friends because their the the executives are friends with the commissioner too they're more worried about that than Someone like Kyle Beach. And the NHLPA is having a vote on whether to have an independent investigation. And the executive board, they were on the phone with Donald Fear for over two hours. And how does this relate to the Florida Panthers? Aaron Eckblad and Frank Vitrano are on that board. So they were involved with the Players Association on what to do and how they failed Kyle Beach. So there's more to come with uh, this story for sure. And the protection of players, where is it? And more players are starting to speak up about it. And this is where you got to be thankful for someone like Robin Leonard, who I've praised a lot over the summer for coming out and speaking publicly about mental health stuff and how players are people too. And that we got to... I mean... The NHL already does a horrible job with marketing their players, but their players are the ones being put on the ice for our entertainment. Why are we not putting their well-being first? That is my question. And that is something that will continue to be a question as long as the NHL continues to neglect their well-being. And a perfect example as well along with the sexual assault allegate, well not allegation but sexual assault investigation um with that resulted in Kyle Beach was is Jack Eichel his trade request they he can't get the surgery that he wants because the team wants control of them and they're not caring about the well-being of the player that wants to do what they want to do so it just goes to show that they
0: just see these players as just Products.
1: They don't see them as people. It's a damn shame. It really is a damn shame that with this league, and we watch these this league for the players to celebrate them, and I'll continue to say to celebrate the players, and I honestly don't know why Commissioner Bettman had that press conference. Because that was a complete
0: and utter train wreck for him, Bill Daly,
1: and the rest of the, the National Hockey League. And I get it. They're in lawyer mode. They're in defense mode. They're trying to not say any legal anything that would affect the legalities of all of this. And he talked about John Doe, too, the high schooler. And he talked about uh, how he needs more information before NHL committing care for John Doe, too. And if you're the person who was sexually assaulted by Bradley Aldrich and you're listening to what Gary Bettman says, how would you feel if you heard? I don't know how they would feel if they would hear that. If I were in that position, I'd be like, what the hell? Like, you're not doing anything to protect me. And it just goes to show that they're more worried about protecting the people who worked in the league versus the care of Kyle Beach and whoever John Doe 2 may be. And if they decide not to come out and reveal themselves, I don't blame them. So it's just a shame. This league is an embarrassment. Gary Bettman's embarrassment. And the story's not going away. So because the Florida Panthers were involved in this this is a conversation that we have to talk about and more as more news developed we will continue to talk about it hopefully there will be more of a resolution hopefully and that things like this won't ever happen again once again but i'm just in awe about everything and don't know why they had that press conference so the more developments happen we'll be here on On Panthers so if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast so you don't have every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to subscribe to On NHL on the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League and when you're done listening to this episode of Lockdown Panthers make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Host Scott Collin leaves on his decade's worth of fantasy experience to help you be the expert of your fantasy league, it's free on all platforms. So follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where it's your team. Every day.